You are listening to the PHP Ugly Podcast. And despite what the title may lead you to believe, this is a podcast about the joys and challenges of being a professional PHP developer. Your hosts are three passionate developers who make a living coding and who live stream every week to discuss coding, projects, work, tech, and running a business. And now, here are your hosts, Eric Van Johnson, John Congdon, and Tom Rideout. You're listening to episode 235 of PHP Ugly, your weekly dose of PHP programming, aggression, and aggravation, and happiness and joy. If you're just tuning in, don't let the name deceive you. We're not haters of PHP. We are lovers, embracers, I might even say, of the PHP programming language. Looking to go deeper than ever before. I am your host, Eric Van Johnson. And with me on this lovely night is my partner in crime, Tom Rideout. Hello. Pleasure to be here. Happy to have you. I have been intentionally not talking to you this week because I just wanted to save all the goodness of the new job and all that that information for the show now i'm a little disappointed that i didn't hear from you but (laughs) you know whatever dude i have been busy uh definitely a a trip into the deep end all right so if you're not caught up thomas after a very long career well not career very long stint at his last position it's been like what five years six years uh eight years eight years eight years has officially started with a new company and so we're all excited to hear how it's going uh it's going wonderful it is definitely like i said is definitely the deep end real quick uh (laughs) i've been interviewing other candidates i've been working on tickets uh i've been going through code bases and acclimating to the workflow which is just stunning i really love it uh and you know learning vs code as one does wait wait a minute wait a minute so you were serious about that yeah why 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 what an opportunity like why not what i do don't you mean i don't have to ask him for a, P- a php storm license uh vs code is out there i've been wanting to try it because everyone's been talking about how great it is it's okay. been for for the record i am a fan i i've always said that if you're going to be a professional developer it's fine that you pay for a development tool that specializes in your field like php storm perfectly okay with it but if you're going to engage the community you should have some understanding of a tool that is approachable to people who don't make a living coding who you know don't have a hundred bucks or whatever a php storm license is put down on it so the fact that you're doing this i am all for this i'm completely supportive i'm glad you're doing it well just wasn't sure why you're doing it but so here's the thing i'm never going back i'm never going back wait this, just is... that quickly oh yeah oh yeah um first off okay i've, I've maybe i'm missing something then i've upgraded my uh, here. i've upgraded my work layout here if you're in the discord you can see now a picture of my my dual 34-inch screens, which uh, provide me maximum coding real estate. Mm-hmm. It took hours to get that set up because I've got a monitor arm that supports both of them simultaneously. So right now, the setup is one monitor directly in front of me and the other one moved completely off to the side. So I mm-hmm. can do all That's of my mixing and stuff. Mm-hmm. 
So it's a, it's a slick little setup. I'm very happy with it, but yeah, VS code. Uh, wow. It's matured fast. I'm incredibly impressed. Actually haven't, I haven't been in VS code for a, a, a good while. I, I still have it. I have it installed on this system. I try to keep my plugins up to date in case I need to jump back into it to help mm-hmm. somebody or, or show somebody something. But you know, I'm, I bounce back and forth between Storm and and uh, just straight up them. I was I w- I've actually been no, that's not true. I was about to say I, I was I was gonna say I was I've been all them this week, but I do think I had PHP Storm running at some point. Well, I pulled up uh, a completely blank install of VS Code, grabbed the project for work, and VS Code said, hey, uh, we see that you're using PHP and Composer and Laravel, so you're going to want these Blade template plugins, PHP plugins, IntelliSense, you're going to want this for managing your NPM stuff, and here's your database connection. And that worked, like, it just did all that stuff. I dropped in uh, Atlassian support, support and this is where this is where i get into the workflow of this 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 work it's amazing everything is through atlassian so it's like uh bitbucket which is their version of github and then uh pipes which is the like github actions um jira for you know ticket management and stuff so i pull up the ticket that i want in vs code and click on make branch from ticket so it makes the branch and then i click on the little uh you know, get sync button and it syncs it all up. And then whenever I push out a commit, I get a message in VS code that says pipelines is running your tests for your code and whether or not it's been approved. And then from there, once I'm done writing my, my software, do my final commit and go back into the, the Atlassian tab and mark the ticket as ready for QA. And I haven't left my IDE one second to do that. Cool. I, I, so impressed. So I can I can I mean, go from complete scratch to fully deployed without leaving my IDE. Yeah, you can pretty much do that in just about any IDE. But yeah, yeah. I'm glad and, and glad you like it. I'm good. Bucky's asking. I'm writing. T- I'm started writing tests. Yeah, I started writing tests. I'm I'm doing fully tested uh, API stuff, and it's uh it's very nice. It's a very slick system. So I, I'm I'm totally in love with VS Code. I've got my little tab for managing my Docker images. Uh, you know, it tells me which files have changed and need to be committed right there on the left the little button. You know, I can run debug modes, remote explorer. And I, it's, you know, there are some things that I haven't tweaked yet to act the way I expect them to act. But besides that, I mean, I, I couldn't think of a reason to pay for PHP Storm right now. Cool. I'm glad you're enjoying it. That's awesome. Uh, yeah. If you are listening and you're wondering who Bucky is or who Buttery are and where he shared that image, we're talking through our Discord to our listeners. So uh, what is it? Discord.phpugly.com. If you're not part of the... I, I got to be honest with you. If you're not in Discord, I don't know about you, Tom. I like wake up in the morning now and pop onto Discord because we have like strategic people in our Discord all around the world. And so like the moment I get up in the morning, there's conversations that have been going on from pe- from people over in Europe or or even, you know, you know, over in Asia. And then, you know, it kind of, you can kind of tell what time it is in the day by who's active on Discord. And we, I don't know, I'm really enjoying my interactions in our little Discord. So that's 
P that's discord.phpugly.com if you're not a part of it. I feel that's I feel very talking to. I feel very bad ignoring our Discord sometimes. I there's you so much honestly activity. should. I do. There's not that much activity. That's the thing about it. that's why I like it. Like there's just the perfect amount of conversations going on. And if there's too much conversation that you're not involved with and nobody's missing you, you know what I mean? Yeah. It's like perfect. I, I just I enjoy it. We have uh we've been having talks and we I've been trying to get more active in the little uh Patreon channel that we have a herd. I, I like to bounce ideas off people in that channel just to see what they think about it. And I don't know, I'm getting a lot of I'm getting a lot of hype to like want to do some streaming. I've been saying I've been wanting to do streaming for a long time. I hadn't set up my OBS on this uh, machine, but I spent some time this week setting OBS up, and uh, I think uh, I think it's ready. I think I'm ready to kind of start doing some streaming. I don't know what I'm going to stream yet. But That's a bold kinda, statement. I, I, I got some requests out there. Like Some people want to see my Vim workflow, and I'm, I'm really interested. The, the one thing I want to do, I think I talked about it on the show last week, or maybe I just talked about it. See, this is it. I don't remember what I just talked in Discord about or what I talked about on the show, but I had the idea of if I did do streaming, uh, using PHP Storm and using the code with me and just letting anybody join my my coding session while I'm streaming. So you can kind of be connected to, because you don't have to own PHP Storm to do code with me. It has a little Java applet that it installs. So it has like this lightweight version of uh, a PHP Storm and installs in your system. So I've been thinking about doing that. I don't know, man. I got ideas. I just don't have time or, or confidence that, that I, I, I know what I'm doing well enough to do it, but I'm going to do it. And then if you missed the conversation, um, Earlier today, but A Woods in Discord and myself, we're, we're kind of making a deal with each other that we want to get involved with PHP internals, PHP core coding. Mm. So we're gonna just, we're gonna try to uh, try to kind of coach each other along and see if we can't uh, get in there and, and start doing some work. We we uh, we're we're taking we're taking baby steps. We're taking the first steps to kind of do it and. I think I'm going to try to reach out and, and secure us a mentor, somebody willing to kind of walk through like the workflow, the best way to do builds and do testing. Um, yeah, I'm, I don't know, man. I can't stop. I can't stop doing this shit. I, I just, there, there's not an aspect of this, of coding in PHP that I don't like doing. And I just kind of want to do it all. That's part of my well, problem. I do need to kind of set some boundaries, I think. What about? Like managing servers, do you enjoy that? No, no, I no. stopped doing that years ago. Oh man, no that, that was man. my it's life. All, it's always the, it's always a pain. It's the worst. It's it's exciting to a point, but it gets you know. You, there's only so many new things you can do when you manage servers, and after a while, it just becomes a repetition. And it, it would just be so much nicer if you didn't have to worry about the server management piece. Well, there is our sponsor, Cloudways. We bring today's podcast to you in cooperation with Cloudways, a managed cloud hosting platform built for your PHP projects. If you simply wish to focus on your business, Cloudways is the way to go. They take over server management and security and free up time that you can dedicate to growing your business and acquiring new clients. The platform offers a choice of infrastructure as a service partners, AWS, Google Cloud, DigitalOcean, Linode, and Vulture. In addition, you get a performance-optimized stack manage backups in a staging environment where you can test your code before pushing it to the live servers. 
Best of all, Composer and Git come pre-installed so you can get your projects up and running quickly. All this power, simplicity, and peace of mind falls right in line with their brand slogan, Moving Dreams Forward. If you want to give them a try, use promo code PHPUGLY to get a $25 credit. Check them out today. Cloudways. Well, thank you, Cloudways. Cloudways. That way you don't have to worry about managing servers. Man, you were on the ball with that. You were at the 15-minute mark, like, on the button with that one. Hey, you know, I'm the the, uh, live video editor for a reason here. Jesus, you you get a big boy job, and all of a sudden you're like, you're you're just... It does feel that way, though. Like, uh, there's just something about that that transition from a job that you've been at for eight, like eight years where it's like, oh, well, now this is professional and this is now I'm, you know, I'm thinking about wearing a tie to my Zoom meetings and, you know. (laughs) Still wearing a t-shirt, but you're going to have a tie. (laughs) Well, and I do so many meetings. I we're doing stand ups every morning uh, on Zoom and uh, I've been doing a lot of a lot of Zoom calls throughout throughout the week but it's it's been really wonderful and uh it's it's nice to work on on pure back-end stuff mm, interesting so very very so happy. all right so, so so continue down your vs code transition here you've got your jira plugins you've got all your plugins you haven't started tweaking out themes and stuff but but it's only been a few days and you're like that's it i'm done with php storm yeah, I, it's just so much prettier. I mean, you remember when you went from like Eclipse to PHP Storm and you were like, wow, this is pretty. Uh, VS Code is that same step up where just the UX UI is so much prettier. Um, there's See, I, ne- I never, I, make no mistake, I never, <laughs> I never thought PHP Storm was pretty. <laughs> But yes, I I get what I well, get what you're saying. V, VS Code does have a have a little have a little kind of swagger to it. It's 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 a little hipper. Yeah, I, I get so, it. Oh yeah, it's got these nice little animations. It's got these these smooth pop ups that say like, "Hey, I noticed you're doing something. You want help with that?" You know, it's not quite clippy. It's not that friendly, but it is. Uh, it's very <laughs> nice. It looks like you're trying to code a CMS. Would you like <laughs> me to help you? You want me to install WordPress for you? Um, so you yeah, didn't have was, that PHP Storm. I, I I get that in PHP Storm. I really. Didn't it's actually see one it. of the annoying features. Yeah, it's actually one of the annoying little features. I'm like, no, I don't want you to do my composer installs for me. I know how to type <laughs> the fucking command. Leave me alone. I think that's if you have the composer plugin installed. Oh, maybe. maybe but uh, you know, one thing is um is the way that extensions work. They have like. There's a left nav that has extensions that have little icons for them. So, 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 your first pro tip is you need to move that to the right hand side. I never understood the left nav thing. Well, okay, let me take that back. You collapse your nav. You collapse your nav. No, see, I, I, my screen is thirty-four inches long. Coming from the Vim world, right? I've always collapsed the nav. I mean, Vim out of the box doesn't even have navigation. You have to install like Nerd Tree or something. So I've always collapsed it, and I've kept well, that behavior. Even in PHP Storm, I've always collapsed it. But it's always bugged me that it's on the left-hand side because that's like where my eyes are focused, where the beginning of my lines are, and where I'm coding. Let me show you this. And let me let me do a display capture real quick. You're, you're going to kill me because you're, you're you're talking about stuff like. We've like this most is, people know. This is my current I, I, state. I get this. It's not a real estate issue. It's not a real estate issue. It's the fact that 
when you're collapsing and expanding the navigation on the left-hand side, it's shifting the, the code you're looking at. So I don't collapse Whereas it. if you I leave it open. Oh, okay, amateur. Sure. <laughs> it is a real estate issue because it's I have so why much do you, stream. Why do you estate. keep why do you keep it open? Like why do you need to see your files? I don't need to leave VS Code. So it's just my whole screen. Col- collapsing it doesn't leave VS Code. It just gives no, you No, but I don't but if I nice... uncollapse it, then it's gonna move. So I just leave it. Not if you, that's what I'm saying. Not if you put it on the right hand side, it's fine. Well, but I don't have to collapse it. Okay. Anyway. Well, you just, you're just, you're going to argue with me for the principle of arguing. You don't even no, want to hear. Like you're, you're telling me stuff that I've been telling you for years, but you never want to listen to me. And every time I do this, you know, and then you know what's going to happen in six months, you'll be like, oh, dude, you know what I just realized? If you move navigation to the right-hand side, it's the coolest thing. Yeah. It's like changed my life. Yeah, I, it's guaranteed content for the podcast in a couple months. Yeah. Plus, pe- the, okay, the go, listeners go ahead. love hearing I, you we, flip out. We're spending too much time on navigation. <laughs> okay, so so you uh, like you like the look? You like well, the, so is the it, extension is it snappy, speedy? It's, it's very snappy. I'm on the uh, M1 chipset. I've got the 13-inch MacBook. Um, it's very, very snappy. Uh, I've only had one or two problems with mac os stuff um mainly that there's no official homebrew package for uh my 8 on arm so you just go in the docker file and, oh. and force the platform to x86 and you're done because it emulates it so no problem um but the the extension thing is great because you can have extensions that don't add a nav on the on the left hand side they just add commands from the command runner which is f1 <laughs> Is I that might be something in PHP Storm, but I've this never is, is I've never seen it. <laughs> this, is, this is not new. I know. It's funny. You know what? It's it's really cute that you're discovering like all your love for Mac now and all your love for VS Code. I'm I'm it's actually very enjoyable. Just cute. listening to your excitement talk about these things is like this. This has been around for so long, man. Good. I, I keep, VS Code I keep hasn't been your, around on your parade. Long. VS Code's been around for a while, brother. Well, I'm really enjoying it. Uh, I, I I don't know. I don't have a lot more to say about it. It's just it's very snappy. It's very responsive. Um, you know, you install the plugin and it just like pops up and does its thing. Uh, okay, it's, so it's, so you mentioned. You mentioned database. I know that was one of the questions you posted in the Slack channel of what tool people were using for databases on Macs. Are you using a separate tool? Or are you staying in VS Code? I am using a separate tool. Ah, okay. What'd you go with there? Uh, boy, what is it called? Like like hot tables or something like that? I, I can't see it right now, but... Uh, is it just... Just tables, maybe? Is it like a like an no, elephant logo? Me, no, it's a, a it's a it's a disc logo with a bunch of spades. It's called oh. SQL Ace. Oh, that's that's yeah, that's the what that that used to be called. Uh, I forget what it was called before, but yeah, SQL Ace is the big kind of free one out there. Yeah, yeah, a and lot it works. Um, I had a hell of a time getting several different MySQL applications to connect to my uh, version of Docker. MySQL. Uh, I tried running 5.5, I tried running 8, I tried running MariaDB, and they would all have some issue with connecting. So I don't know what that was about, but the SQL Ace works. The one that is built into VS Code doesn't want to connect. So, so you're you're a straight MySQL guy. You, you never have to worry about going to Postgres or any of those other platforms. Right. Yeah, that, that's nice. That's nice to have that. 
Yeah. So what is your workflow then? Are, I, I've heard you throw out the word Docker a few times. Are you, uh, are you using Docker? Uh, yeah, using Docker Compose, PHP, MySQL, and uh, I one other one other Docker object I can't remember. A oh, web server. Yeah, so PHP, MySQL, PHP, MySQL, and and Nginx. Oh, those are two things: PHP, MySQL, and Nginx. Yes, in a Docker container. Gotcha. Good. Um, and the Very Docker good. the Docker container is in the application, so when it gets updated, it goes with the application. VS Code notices that the Docker file has changed and recommends updating the docker compose and doing that whole thing the containers mm-hmm. yeah mm-hmm. it, it uh, just does its thing um it's got a nice are, little... are you are you de- well i don't know if we've ever clarified is there a production version of whatever you're working on yes are you and guys deploying the is it running on docker docker containers or is that just one of these no yeah. it, it just gets deployed to hardware yeah it's running on docker containers it's just a slightly tweaked version from the one that we're developing on um, oh interesting i wonder why that is yeah i'm not sure but uh the nice thing is i don't have to know or care why uh because i'm just that's always key yeah i'm <laughs> just doing the back end stuff uh i'm not even doing the qa stuff i have to get tests passing and written but once i mark a ticket as ready for qa i i don't hopefully don't see it again uh now qa can bounce it back to me saying change request and put in what they want changed like an additional test for a new functionality or whatever. But you know, it's, it's, it's once I'm done, once the work is done, it's out the door and I don't see where it goes. Interesting. Uh, code review is, is automated. When I push something out, when I, when I issue a pull request, uh, the people who are in charge of code review, get notifications and they comment the code, they comment the ticket and those comments all show up in visual studio code the little window pops up and says hey someone commented on your ticket here take a look uh, i it's it's i'm really never leaving visual studio yeah. it's very impressive i mean I, I, again i think you can set a lot of that stuff up in php storm if, if you ever bother I think, to. yeah but i think you I, can but yeah it's i, I, I think to bother to i think you yeah i think you've kind of hit on a point with um you know why why I mean, VS Code, because the, the thing VS Code is bringing, and again, this might not be something you need to worry about, but the, the thing VS Code is bringing to the table is the same thing them brings to the table, right? If you need to switch over to Python, or you need to switch over to Lua, or you need to f- switch over to Haskell, you use the same editor, right? And, e- even from within the same project, yeah. Right, right. So, yeah, that's cool. I'm, I'm glad you're I'm glad you're enjoying it. I'm glad you're embracing it. Um be interesting to see where where you take it. Have you considered? Have you considered enabling Vim bindings and and learning yes. learning to navigate through the keyboard? Yes. Okay. You ever need help with that? You let me know because I know, like I said, it's, it's been a, it's been a long time since since I've used VS Code. But much like PHP Storm and like native Vim, I know it has a way to customize bindings as well. But I wouldn't even worry about that. If you I think if there were understand. if there were someone who would live stream some kind of tutorial on Vim bindings, that would be a helpful thing to watch. That's <laughs> I just maybe, I don't I mean, think anyone maybe, does that. Maybe that needs to be my first stream, huh? Fire up VS VS Code and VS Code, uh, figure bindings. out my Vim bindings. Yeah, but but again, I don't think you need to worry about that, right? It's like if you just enable Vim plugins and learn like the basic navigation of how to move around, how to change stuff. I really, honest to God, think you know, this would be like this conversation we're having where you say, I have no interest in doing that. That's that's not beneficial to me. And then six months down the road, you're going to be like, 
I can never not do this. Why did I ever not do it this way before? Yes. Yeah, so you is, really strike me as that, that is person. a negative. You, it does, you, it does give you the, I told you so coin that, that you could just play at any time. Is that why? Is that yeah. why? I, I, I'm changing my way. I swear to God, I'm changing my way. I'm not beating the drum for anything except using Vim bindings. I don't care what editor you use anymore. I, I would be more than happy to help you customize your Vim bindings and whatever, whatever editor you use. But I think the more important thing is that you use Vim bindings because it is really, since moving to the uh, Kinesis Advantage 2 keyboard, I never typed properly. I, I, I was never taught to type properly. I was hunt and peck, you know, sort of typer. I have pretty big hands. I'm a pretty big guy. This is a pretty big keyboard. And because of the way it's, it's a concave keyboard, I, I, I'm, I've talked about it in the past, but I'll show it to the people on the stream. It's, it has this concave keyboard. So if you're, if you do anything but properly type, you're doing yourself a disservice. So I've actually been trying to teach myself the proper way to type, like making sure the right fingers are hitting the right key, making sure I'm hitting the left shift button when I'm trying to capitalize the letter on the, on the right hand side and vice versa. Yeah. And I'm trying to, I'm just trying to do more of that. And with the OS I'm using, which is the Pop OS, everything about it has Vim bindings. I can move my windows around based on Vim bindings. I can, I can flip things around based on Vim bindings. So I am grabbing for my mouse less and less, and I'm really starting to appreciate it more. So as I'm, as I'm starting to train myself to type correctly, I, I love the fact that I'm using Vim even more so because, you know, I'm trying to reduce the travel time of, of my fingers. So not only am I using the right finger on the right key, but I'm trying to make sure that, you know, I'm, I'm reducing that travel time and I'm not hovering or picking my hands up. And it just makes all the difference in the world to me. And I really think that's the real benefit. So yes, I like using them. That's old school me. I like using them because I have a lot of customization in them. That's fine. I don't hate on anybody who's willing to use Vim on any other editor because I still think there's a major benefit for you there. That's my new that's my new stance. I'm not going to be that guy that says just use Vim, you know, because because I I don't I do I do want to be that guy of learn an open source editor. Isn't like that don't kind of just use Vim on, No, VS Code is open source. It's an open source editor. It's completely open source, completely free. Anybody can use VS Code. That's the thing. I would even say the same thing to Adam. Is I assume is it, it's still a thing. I mean, they're still both GitHub now, technically, or both Microsoft, Microsoft right? Yeah. Because, but whatever, whatever it is, just get familiar. You know, don't let the the editor be your blocker. Don't say, "Well, I'll learn to code after I learned Vim," or you know. Get get yourself into an editor, and a lot of these editors will do Vim, and that's my stance. I don't care what editor you're using, you'll you'll grow into Vim. And if I ever waver from that, you let me know. So, what have you been up to this week? We just focused on me for the last half hour. I figure could ask you. I actually I, I can actually check off one of the things I wanted to talk about my my typing. Um, I had an interesting thing happen. I, you might have saw it because you're in the Diego Dev Slack uh, channel, so. You, some of these things are spoilers, so you might have saw this, but but maybe you didn't see this one. 
one of the uh, MVPs that we built for a client, and it, it was this classic case of, hey, I have this really simple idea to, you know, we're about halfway through the project and the thing had, you know, had every every feature bolted onto it as possible. And it was very much, it was a COVID, it started off as a COVID-focused uh, application and it quickly expanded, I mean, the 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 scope just went through through the roof, and I was having meetings with the project owner saying, "No, let's let's do this first iteration. Let's get it out the door, and we can add to this. We can always add to it." But you know, the initial goal was to a- address some COVID concerns. I'm like, you got to get that out the door. Like, we don't have the time to do all this other stuff that's not COVID related, right? And 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 get it out in time because COVID's an, you know ideally not going to be here long. And this is when I, I was personally thinking, Hey, this is just going to be a few months. You know, we don't have a year, which we ended up having a year. <laughs> um, but we, we got, we finally got to an MVP state and, you know, again, again, the, the, the project owner wasn't really, you know, grooving with a lot of our, our suggestions or directions that we're recommending. And we did, we did basically what they were looking for. And they liked it, but they kind of got to the point where I don't think I can market this. I don't think I, I can use this. This week, one of those developers happened across that almost same project that we built from another company who was offering it. It's like, wait, we already built that for for our people. We have a we have a working MVP, you know. But yeah. It is what it, that was weird, man. Because like a lot of the concepts that the the uh, project owner brought to the table were cool, pro- cool ideas. I'm like, all right. right, you know, they were like, hey, you know, nobody's doing this. You know, this is how I want to do it. I'm like, all right, all right, that's that's cool. We can we can do that, and we did it. I mean, we literally did it for them, and we built it, and they just you know decided not to move forward with it, which was unfortunate, but those concepts were in this other product. And it's like, wait a minute, hold on. That's that did anybody patent did anybody think to patent that idea? <laughs> so uh, that was weird. That process is a pain in the ass though. You know that. Uh, yeah, yeah. I, I wouldn't I wouldn't want to go through that. But um but I'm really excited. The thing I'm most excited about is we are so close to going uh, live with a production uh, data store, uh, which, you know, again, yeah. if you've been if you've been listening to this podcast for any amount of time, you know, my, you know, my uh, first off, enjoyment we apologize with, with working with CouchDB, and we're kind of we're kind of in that final final stage where we have our our main like operations person, our main guy who's who's deep into uh, AWS, trying to automate uh, these the, this uh, CouchDB environment. So it's not we're not just standing up one server. I mean, it's a distributed system, and it's got all the synchronization that's happening, and we're really close. Like we're we're literally probably weeks. Maybe a month, probably, from launching this production product using this architecture, and it's working so well. Like I'm so I I can't even explain to to you how happy I've been with the developers working on this project. The developers, including the ops guy who's doing uh, the architecture, the the hardware, the the servers, and the couch. They've 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 tackled a lot of problems. They figured out a lot of solutions. 
and they have it working very well. And I'm so excited to finally be there and, and ha- have this offering to uh, this client because this client, again, this is a, a situation where we've showed them in the past concepts of how we could use CouchDB and they, they have a, they, they're heavily mobile driven. So they have uh, kind of this pipeline of products that, that are like mobile products. And we're like, you know, this is the, this is kind of the target, like these mobile devices that come online go offline, you know, that ha- need these real time updates really quick and synchronization. And we've been pitching this idea, idea to them for years. And we've kind of showed them, you know, some ideas and concepts and they liked what they've seen. And this is our first kind of real implementation. I, and I get nervous because I know I have a lot of my personal repu- reputation uh, writing on this. And yeah. I mean, my reputation isn't that great to begin with. Let's be real. <laughs> I don't know if I can handle another hit uh, with Dr. Sir. Isn't that the guy Son who of a bitch. didn't get the... Screw that guy. No, it's, I the remember the name. Position? He was like, yeah, number yeah. number five or number six choice is real like low. Number eight of six? Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, it was... Like that guy. I don't know if he's trustworthy. <laughs> So, so yeah, that was, that was it. Me personally, uh, working on a project, I got to use the new Laravel factory, uh, the class-based factories. Have you done these yet? Yes. Yeah. I, I hadn't in, I, I totally forgotten about them. Like I don't, I don't create factories a whole hell of a lot. Um, but you know, for this, for this one project or this one customer, they, they like to have factories. They're, they're factory heavy. and. I think all their, you know, they, they, they started upgrading to Laravel 8 on their projects, but the projects I had worked on with them before had all been like 7 and before. So I had my first Laravel 8 fresh project I was working on, and I went to do factories. And, of course, I'm in autopilot. I'm like, okay, boom, 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 boom. And I, I'm trying to build a factory. I'm like, the fuck here? Like, why isn't this work? Like, why isn't factories work? Is is what's going on here? And of course, you know, you can, we had this discussion on the show, you can enable the old way of doing factories if you know that's what you want to do. Right. But then I remember, I'm like, oh, wait, there's a whole new class-based factory system. So I spent a, spent a, a little while, you know, bringing myself up to speed with that. And I mean, it, it's not a huge learning curve. It's just a matter of understanding, you know, a few kind of different things you need to do. But I like it. How do you Are feel you, about uh- it? You ready for some Laravel bitching? Because I ran into a Laravel issue that uh, wasn't too excited about. Okay, let's, so let's I submitted I submitted a ticket for uh, password validation stuff, and the response on the ticket was, "Hey, um, you should use the built-in Laravel password uh, strength checks the validators. Don't don't write your own regular expressions." I said, "What?" Pulled up the docs, and sure enough, there's a new validator type for password strength that wasn't there. The day before right. wasn't there. The day before, no, mm-hmm. oh, really, yeah. Okay, pulled up the composer version we had, looked at when it was implemented. It was implemented in eight point three nine. We were running eight point three three zero. Okay, so this had been added, I believe, the same day that the, that the ticket was issued to me, and I had and to your, update. Your Q eighteen, uh, your, your Q eighteen found out about it before you did. How how embarrassing that must be. Was a you know, you bit. being the developer? It was a, a little bit, yeah. <laughs> 
the fact that this whole new feature was added to a minor revision of Laravel, and especially, I mean, it tests passwords. That's that shit has to be secure. It has to be tested, and it's like. I don't know when the merge was put in for it. I don't know what the PR says. I don't, I just don't. Well, like, you don't, you, you still don't, don't like have this. to use I mean, I understand they sent a ticket to you suggesting you use it, but if you're not comfortable with using it, then don't no, use it. No, I, I did end up using it. I ended up having to update the Laravel version and then notifying the operations person who deals with Laravel versions. Hey, you've got to do this every week uh, because the version we're running has issues and you know we need to, Every week, there's a problem that has to be addressed. Just, just know that. So, put a ticket on your on your sheet. Always update the version because we're gonna have to do that from now on. And they were nonplussed. They said, "Well, I'll do it every month." And I said, "Wait, that's not gonna cut it because last month there were two SQL injection vulnerabilities in one month. So it's every week. I'm sorry. <laughs> like it seems ridiculous that I'd have to update the 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 uh, framework every week." And I said, "Yes, it does seem a little ridiculous. Yeah, yeah." <laughs> It does. Um, but hey, you know what? You don't have to worry about application monitoring. About? Why Why wouldn't they have to worry about application monitoring? Because Honey Badger is there for you. It's the web developer's secret weapon. Uh, we, I love Honey Badger. Uh, it's so cool. You've got so many features. It works with Ruby, JavaScript, whatever that cr- droplet thing is. The other JavaScript. <laughs> that's, PHP. That's elixir. Python. That's elixir. It works with all of these things. It does. It does. How how difficult is it to I- implement? It's the easiest, I assume. <laughs> could it be as easy as just a composer install package? It, it could. It is. <laughs> yes, it is. It's it's just that easy. Something that easy and beneficial's got to be expensive. No, there's actually a free tier. And even the pages are significantly competitive with other products on the market. If there are any, I don't know of any that are. Uh, you, you know, you, you've got breakdowns by the user who encountered an issue, backtraces, you messages. It's got a, a, a status tracking system for marking tickets as resolved. It's, hey, you want to know something cool? What? I think you could Google, Google this. I, I, I'm just guessing. I'm Googling it right now. I bet you anything there is a Honey Badger plugin for VS Code. I, oh, bet, I bet you anything. I bet there is. Let's look right now. I'm not, I'm not seeing one. Though, there is but not. I feel, like there, I, feel, I feel like there should be, but yeah. But no, see, I don't think there needs to be. Honey Badger is such a, <laughs> a self-contained and fluid system. I don't know if I'd want to leave this website for tracking my issues. It is a very nice website. We've been using Honey Badger more and more at Diego Dev. Yeah, and I'm looking to implement it more and more. Yeah, I do. I do like their interface. Uh, very easy to kind of drill into a problem, find out where it is. You know, well, and it, who it goes experienced to it. It goes to what I was saying about VS Code, where it's like, yeah, these things are doable in other systems, but when the UX and the UI are so nice, it just makes it easier. Mm-hmm. You know, so it's cool. Honey Badger is very cool. And uh, if you couldn't tell, a sponsor of this podcast, uh, and we're very thankful. Thanks, Honey Badger. Thanks Thank you for Honey sponsoring Badger. us. We do appreciate it. Okay, uh, I finally broke down this week as well. I, I've been holding out for so finally long, broke down, but I crying. I, uh, I switched hands. my GitHub to dark mode. I don't know why, but I really, did. yeah. It, and it was funny because GitHub to me, I'm like, I'm never going to use dark mode on GitHub. I'm never going to use dark mode on GitHub. And I don't know. I, I switched it over and 
and now I'm kind of sticking with it. I don't, I don't want to switch back. Uh, I can't give you a, a good excuse. Maybe you can help me with something though, or maybe our listeners in Discord can help me. Probably more so our listeners. I don't know if you can help me with this one, but maybe I'm gonna put it out there. I thought there was a way in Discord. So I, I am associated as a contributor to a, a couple of repos, or not repos, but but organizations. And there's one organization in particular. I'm like. What did I contribute to their their code? And they have they have a lot of code, a lot of repos in that organization. And I notice like a lot of Laravel people contribute uh, to that or- organization. I cannot find what I contributed to that organization. I thought there was a way you could look in your GitHub profile and see what commits you sent to other other repos. Are you aware of a way to to track something like that down or anybody in in our discord aware of a way to track something like that down i don't know of any way of doing that um i'm not the strongest on on github stuff i mean yeah i, I could have sworn i could have sworn i had done this once before and i don't i don't remember how i had done it but yeah it was it's just kind of random um i don't know i i if somebody knows how to do that if somebody knows how you can see commits you made to other organizations or commits you made to other repos. Uh, I would love to find that out because I can, for the life of me, can't figure out which one of these, there's like 36 repos here and I can't figure out which one of these I contributed to. There's 28 repos here and I can't figure it out, but I contributed to one of them and I am, I'm, I, I don't have a problem with it. I, I'm happy I did. I just would like to remember what I did for them. There's a, a, a CLI for github isn't there yeah i wonder yeah. if there's like a github log uh that's a good question i think there might be i would have to double check that though uh, yeah but yeah, see i don't know i'm looking at github here and i don't see it i don't see anything i mean github is all is already a very minimalist interface for what it does oh, it doesn't need to do much but yeah yeah i just no uh, big deal there's organizations and i would check with the cli yeah. and see if the cli can give you a full log I, of all commits i can't i can't remember what the 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 GitHub CLI does it does uh I mean it is cool because you can actually manage your PRs and the issues and everything through it. I've I've kind of played with that before, but I'm not seeing any like log or anything like that. Yeah, I don't think that I don't think the CI is going to be much much use to me. Not a big deal. I mean, it's not something I have to have. I was just wondering if it was something somebody might know off the top of their head. Mister Ramsey, Mister Ramsey, I DM you. Mister Ramsey is in our Discord and I DM you. I'm looking for help. Uh, I know how you can see all your commits on a specific repo. See, that's part of the problem. I don't know what repo. <laughs> that's part of my issue. Uh, I guess I could go through all the repos and, and implement whatever solution you have. But uh, well, no, you've got a you, you've got a bash log, don't you? You just pull up your bash history. <laughs> <laughs> just no, no, no. I can, can. I use ZSH, by the way. But no, I it, it couldn't have been anything. I was probably on my Mac when I did it. I don't know. Not a huge deal. Let me ask you a question. A PHP question, though. Find have away. you started using the keyword "final" yet on any of your stuff? No, I don't hmm. see a need to. So I have started doing this uh, on a project I'm working with. Uh, they they make uh, heavy use of the spotty enum package and i got to thinking i'm like hey you know i really don't want anybody overwriting any of these enums 
when they're defined. Like, if you're going to change the enums, I want you to come into this class and change it. I don't want you to overwrite it on the fly. So I decided to implement final on there. And I'm not that. sure. If, is that the right implementation for that? Uh, I, You know what? Honestly, I don't know. Because it, I was under the impression is, that final was just you can't extend the class right well yeah i guess i guess that's what i'm I'm thinking right it's like so then then that enum class they can't extend it they can't use it for anything else right right yeah so i i, I did finally do that i finally used final and it hasn't broken anything yet i, I don't <laughs> I, i'm just not sure if i did it correctly or not <laughs> well isn't there isn't there a new rfc for something exactly like what you're talking about though oh man i don't know i haven't been keeping up with the rfc's oh since let me let me since pull up you know when you know when yeah ben you know <laughs> there's uh, mr ramsey i don't know if you heard earlier but we're looking for uh we're looking me and uh um who did I say earlier? I forget. Uh, a Woods. Me and A Woods are looking for some mentoring. We wanna, we wanna use, we wanna learn C. We wanna start coding internals for better or for worse. We wanna do this. So if you know of, if you know of any direction you can give me, let me know. So what are you doing there, Thomas? There's this, the uh, sealed what is classes, sealed classes. Oh RFC. yeah, I, I did see this one. Yeah, 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 yeah. I did see this one. So, uh, so I don't know. I don't really understand it. I haven't dug through it that closely. But this might be the thing you're looking for. There's also this RFC for. Uh, whoop, that's not the right one. Uh, final constants. Oh, is that is that the one from? Um, oh no, this isn't. The, this isn't the one from. I haven't seen this one. I haven't seen that one. Uh, Nikita. Nikita did one. The property accessor uh, assessors. Yeah, no, that's not. That's nothing. Yeah, yeah. So no, I haven't seen final constants. It looks yeah. sealed cases. It looks I like think, uh, interface it, constants are already final. So if you're if you're implementing an interface, you can't override a constant defined in that interface. Uh, and this would just extend that to the ability to have a final constant uh, in a class. So if the class gets extended, then the constant can't be changed. So that could do what you're talking about as well. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Man, I tell you, I love this external site. Externals is the way to go to read through this stuff. I've stopped. I might even, I'm, I might even unsubscribe from the mailing list so it doesn't hit my box anymore. I just yeah. come here. I log in. You log in with your GitHub account. It tracks what you've read, what you haven't read. It's because I, I don't contribute. You know, like I don't ever reply to anything. I'm just, I'm just consuming it not anyways. Since, not since the incident. Not not since the incident. Not since the, <laughs> the thing. The thing. The betrayal. <laughs> yes. So yeah, that uh, that yes. could, those two situations could handle what you're talking about. Um, but you know what time it is. Absolutely, I do. It's uh, no, I have no idea what time is. Oh, it's Patreon time. Are we that deep into the show already? We You're are. just what the hell are you looking at? Why? How are you keeping track of all this? Think we have a new Patreon, by the way. Who's that? Well, you're gonna have to wait for the list now because I I don't remember. It's not Kalen. The list is there. It's going to be after after Ben. If it's uh, I'm trying to remember the name. Just before we do have Ben and Alex B. That's Alex B. Thank you very much, Alex. Yes, Alex. We do appreciate the support. So yes, um, thank you for our Patreons, including 
our sponsors, our sponsor Patreon levels, Cloudways and Honey Badger. Uh, it has helped a lot. I mean, we've we've carried doing this for a long time. It was fun at first. It still is. <laughs> that came out <laughs> <very wrong. laughs> It's been a long road, but. But I mean, you know, there there are expenses that that go into it. You know, things like uh, you know equipment and things like hosting and stuff like that. So it's oh, been just nice your psychological to... treatment for the podcast has been incredibly expensive. The the, the legal fees for all the, the legal, people oh, who try to. Oh my god! Don't even get me started on that. <laughs> so thanks, thanks for all the sponsor we have. I mean. Because of the crazy influx of Patreons that we've had rolling in, we're going to uh, kind of up our um, our reward stuff here and try to get some stuff out. We typically do like a rewards like twice a year. I think we're going to probably do once a quarter here coming up. So if you're if you're a Patreon, yeah, look for some stuff. We're working on getting some new uh, reward stuff, some new swag, even swag like even stuff that you don't even have to be a Patreon if if you're interested. And we're trying to trying to come up with something a little creative for for PHP developers. Um, so yeah, thanks. Appreciate that. Yeah, and uh, I saw I saw a bit of that new logo you uh, you posted up the new little mascot fella. What do you think? Uh, you know I don't surf, right? Don't don't like surf. Don't don't really enjoy surfing. I, I don't I don't know what direction I want to go with that. That that surfing wasn't my idea. Uh, it it was the artist's idea. So I yeah I I, I think I think I want to lean probably lean away from that. But the <laughs> I mean. Come on, that's an ugly logo, right? I mean, <laughs> oh no, I really, I really like a lot of the elements of it. I really yeah. do. Um, just not uh, the the board shorts and the surfboard and the mohawk. <laughs> the, mo- the mohawk. Yeah, I, so I we're could working on some. I don't really mind, but the mohawk. I, I was, I was, I, I think I'm. A, I'll be okay with. Uh, yeah, I like the skulls. The skulls are cool, but yeah, we're we're working. We're iterating. We're iterating through it. <laughs> Delusia? No, I'm just ty- I'm just typing. I'm just responding to the wonderful people in our Discord chat. I'm I'm telling you, Discord is Discord is the shit, man. It's it's where I hang out during the day now. I uh, have to uh, have to admit. I will say you brought it to our attention, and I at the time knew nothing about it. But that whole base camp thing, oh Ooh, my boy. god! Yeah. Holy smokes. So the day after we recorded, one third of the staff left. Yeah. Uh, and, and what was funny is, <laughs> I, I thought it was funny, was our question when, when we saw this all this stuff happening was, uh, well, you know, what's DHH doing? Like, nobody's heard about anything from T- DHH on this topic. So right. I go to his Twitter, and he had posted this long thread. I'm like, I'm reading through the thread. I'm like, Okay, all right. He's trying to make a point here. He's trying, to, and I realized, oh no, he's still bitching about Apple. Like yeah, he's got this. He's got freaking. He's got complaints about Apple's. Bug up his butt about Apple. Oh my God, he is. <laughs> I think it all comes from his hey email system. He is just he he just oh, that's can't handle right. this Apple. Yeah, oh. I, I'm pretty sure that's what sparked it with him. He just he's flat out not happy with this Apple model anymore. Yeah, and just goes on and on about. I'm like, dude. Like, you know, your company is like 
could on use fire. some attention right now. Like, maybe pay a little attention to yeah. your people for you a little just, bit here. You just had a you just had a third of your employees accept buyout offers. You got to focus on the, the issues here. Uh, yeah, and the Verge did a, an article about the meeting, the the telephone meeting that led up to this, where a uh, a senior person had proclaimed that uh, there's no such thing as white supremacy in America and. It's one of those made-up cancel culture things, and uh, so he got he got suspended and quit. Yeah, yeah, that was uh, that was yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I'm not gonna get I'm not gonna get into it a whole lot, but well, I just that, it's funny that what, the executives are saying like, "Hey, uh, you guys can't talk about politics," but uh, the reason is because one of our most senior level guys uh, didn't know to shut up, and so we had to fire. <laughs> So we don't we we can't afford to fire any more executive level employees. <laughs> yeah, that was uh, that was a tough one. That was a tough one for sure. Um, yeah, yeah, I don't know, man. I mean, as as a business owner myself, uh, I part of me sympathizes for what they're going through. Uh, I mean, keep in mind they they they, they kind of made their own bed. You know, they were they were this very sure progressive. As, as a gun owner, I feel bad for the guy who shot himself in the foot, but also <laughs> I mean, really, practice proper it, gun it, safety. It was, I mean, and, and I mean, think about like kind of what Facebook did too, right? It's like we're going to yeah. create this oversight committee that that you know engages to make sure that we're being culturally aware and and you know where. And then that oversight committee comes back and says, "Oh no, no, you're doing this, this, and this wrong." It's like, "Oh, fuck this! This is a terrible idea. Who decided to do this? Everybody's fired." Yeah, yeah. And, what about what about the, Facebook? I mean, kind of, kind of the same thing, right? They they said, "Hey, we're going to create, the, we're going to have this independent oversight committee to say <laughs> whether or not what we did as far as kicking Trump off of our platform was." good and justified and then they turn around it's, and it's i mean such a double standard though because like now they just can't ban anyone permanently from facebook it always has to have a no time. no 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 i mean that's the thing it's if they say if, so what they what they said is you were justified in doing it to keep him off the platform you have to show uh, this is my understanding of it that you're not signaling them out that this is how you're treating other people it's like actually that's what people on twitter have been saying forever if hey just treat him like you treat everybody else right you know it's it's crazy it, it's so i think personally i think it's going to be facebook saying okay we have to make sure that we have these ducks in a row because we already know we gave Trump way more leeway than we did like your average <laughs> user. We're sorry about the, ca- the attack on the Capitol. Okay. <laughs> Jeez, so guys, I don't know. I mean, I, I, I don't think it, I don't think it's necessarily a bad thing. I do think it was good that the panel said, okay, you've justified taking him off the platform but you haven't really justified keeping him off. You know, you need to do that next. So I think, well, I think they'll be able to do that. But it's also interesting that this panel that, that was created for oversight of the company basically said, Hey, uh, we might not have any clause. So here's a really ambiguous decision that will make most people happy. Hmm. Cause they just basically asked Facebook to give a timeline for when he's allowed back on. Well, no, they they said they said in six months you you have you have to have a case to keep them off the while you're keeping them off the platform, yeah. which actually does bring up another point, right? 
Well, that it's it's progressing, like, that, that case is progressing faster than the Washington prosecutions. Well, but the, but does it? I mean, can can a company now be forced to say, okay, you have to let Trump, you know, or anybody? Let's let's stop let's stop naming names. You've got to let this person back on your platform because you're not giving us us enough justification to, for him to stay off. Right. And them saying, well, no, this is our platform. We can, I mean, kind of like we can refuse service to whoever we want to review service to. And that's the amazing thing is that this argument for forcing the company to let him back on, let anyone back on the platform is coming from the small government side of our political spectrum who have been saying forever, hey, it's okay to not make a, ba- you know, make a, bur- uh, a cake for a gay couple, uh, mm-hmm. but let, let this guy back on because that's not fair. Oh. Uh, yeah. That's, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that, that we we'll 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 spin out of control on that one because yeah, you know, that's yeah, because that's in you got city. you got uh, <laughs> you got Discord up here. What what's with well, what's with Discord? A couple weeks ago, we talked about Microsoft the the rumor that Microsoft was going to buy Discord, and it would appear that Sony did not like that much. So Sony announced that they have bought into Discord and have a partnership where they will be bringing Discord to the PlayStation 5. So you're going to have an official that, integration, which is super cool. That was my first that was going to be my first question to you. Is any potential deal between Microsoft and Discord dead now? Yes. It appears that the whole thing fell through. Gotcha. All right. Um All right. So as as their article here explains, uh Sony Interactive Entertainment has made a minority investment as part of Discord's Series H round. So they are part owners now of Discord. Mm, well, that is interesting. It is It is an interesting turn, uh, and especially since it turned around so quickly from like, hey, Microsoft's going to buy Discord to uh, we're not selling to you. You're the competition. <laughs> mm. So I thought that was interesting. But you know what the big news is this week. There's big news. What's the, big news? The big, the big news. The royal family, Bill and Melinda Gates, are getting a divorce. <laughs> Do we need to talk about that? Nope. I didn't think. I didn't think that was that was very important. Although well, it, it was on your, it's on your board. <laughs> I haven't moved it over. I, I didn't want to talk about it. I don't talk know. about it. I was bummed out for but like a half hour. You know, we had the conversation. It's like when you're that rich, you know, at some point you just get bored with things to do and. You know, right. You just want to. I just. I, I thought it was interesting that they had irreconcilable differences. I want to give you more credit. You want some more credit? I'm oh, trying I, to praise you. I love here, credit. Thomas. Yeah, go for it. You brought up that whole flock thing and talked about how. Uh, mm. You. I think last week you had shared a gist from uh, Fabian to yes. for flock, and then uh, I think shortly after that, a pull request was open to Symphony Core to kind of address this thing. Um. Not too long after that, Taylor created a pull request into Laravel for, for Flock. For this week's release of Laravel. But he's now talking about reverting it out, pulling it out, because he got so much, and I was watching this, so much negative feedback on the, propo- the proposed PR, which brings up a whole other series of questions that we talked but about how? last How Taylor, on, on a whim, can decide what to change and what not to change. Who's against but the, this? The, the, a lot of people. This is the thing that surprised me. Like I didn't see this pushback anywhere else but the Laravel community. Uh, but that might be because I don't look at other communities as closely as I look at the Laravel community. But there was a lot of hey, this isn't even something that's implemented. They haven't even rolled it out. Browsers aren't even supporting it. 
why are we worried about this? Da 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 da. And so uh one of those one of those cards in I think the the second card in Trello there, Thomas, sure. is him is Thomas basically I mean Thomas is Taylor basically saying, Hey, you know, I I, I, th- I don't think I'm gonna roll this out after all. So I thought that was interesting. So yeah, I I, I was kind of the same way you were thinking. It's like, okay, why would anybody like have an issue with this? I, and I still don't I mean, I understand their point. It's like, hey, you're addressing a problem that doesn't exist yet, but I don't know. I mean, is it an issue that that it's there? I, oh, well, there is there is a complaint that it should be a middleware for the web group, but not a default header yeah, for APIs and stuff like that. I I saw that that conversation come up as well. That yeah. seems that seems valid to me. Yeah. So there's already a PR for a disable flock middleware. Mm-hmm. So. So, use that one. <laughs> it's why not it's, use it? It's, did he use it? Because I see it's closed. Did he use it? Did he pull it in? No, he says I baked it in so we don't need a middleware and closed it. <laughs> so uh. maybe he should reopen it. <laughs> <laughs> so I guess back to your point, you know, Taylor deciding on a whim what he does and doesn't want in Laravel as oh, opposed yeah, yeah. to a more community DFL. approach. But yeah, I don't know, man. I don't know. I don't don't know if I have a problem with it. I mean, as long as you understand what what you're getting into when you decide to use Laravel, but yeah, I've I uh I've been bit by it in the past. I'm not going to lie. Yeah. No. Uh do you have a, do you have a correction for last week? Do you uh, have a correction for last week? I do have a correction for last week. Uh we were talking about uh Laravel based CMSs and it would appear that October CMS, the one that I referenced last week, is now a paid platform. What? Did October not kn- is now paid? Did not know about this. Uh, yes. I used to use October. They they did an announcement, said, hey, October CMS moves to become a paid platform, uh, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, <clears throat> so, oh, look at that. Yeah. There's not even a, is, is it not open source at all anymore? There's no GitHub at all? Uh, new license. Uh, I not don't any... know if it's open source. Well, it used to be open source, but yeah, I'm not seeing any links to any GitHub repos or anything. Yeah. No, that's interesting. I, w- I was never a huge fan of October. I always thought Me it was neither. kind of clunky. Yeah. Uh, so what I was given instead was a recommendation for Statmatic. Uh, Statmatic is an open source free no, that's not, CMS. That's not free either. That's not free. I don't think that's free either. Solo. And There's there a solo are... version that's free. Yeah. Ooh, boy. Ugh. Yeah. Ugh. Yeah, that's Ugh. not a... I, 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 oh, I don't know stolen. if I could. Uh, Are you kidding me? That's right. a stolen PNG. <laughs> that's, that's a, I'm sorry. I just huh? have to point uh, this logo. You're, you're saying this logo to our people listening on the podcast. Yeah. Okay. This is, this is a reference to Legend of Zelda. They do not own that artwork. Oh, you just you just picked that up out of out of that. Huh? Out of, <laughs> oh, I know it when I see it. <laughs> There's some other interesting things about uh, Stepmatic. Uh, I'll say for you off air. I okay. hate when I hate when we talk about that, but yeah, but yeah, that that is another paid solution. And like I said, I, even the solo, I don't think you can even. Can you go? Pro- I, I can't read the license that you have up there. Can you actually deploy with solo? I thought that was only for development. Uh, yeah, uh, organize and publish content with all 40 plus field types, unlimited collections and taxonomies, every front end feature, oh, that's a one, good one. one super admin user account, uh, 
Ramsey here is giving us Grav. Great Grav. Yeah, Grav. I was going to say that's that's a good one. Uh, he just posted it. If you were in our Discord, you would have seen it before we spoke about it. This is a good one. Uh, okay. the, this I, I've I've played with it. It's it's a little it's a little funky because it's a it's a it's a flat file CMS. But it, Ben, maybe you have more experience with it. Uh, I thought you could actually add on like databases and stuff, but this is pretty cool. This is, this is kind of one of those, um, if I remember correctly, I think it's one of those, like it, it generates like these static HTMLs for you to use. Right. Uh, and you can write it like in Markdown. I, I get confused because there's a lot of them like this. Uh, I'd have to, I'd have to re-familiarize myself with, with this one. But yeah, this, this was one of the ones I dove into when I was looking to do the Diego dev blog. I did, I did a lot of work on with this one, uh, for a while. And I forget what my hangups were with it, but I ended up not, not going down this, this path. Um, but yeah, that's a good one. Interesting. Yeah, see, I don't believe Stematic is has an open source license. Yeah, I think you're right there. Ben. Yeah, so that's my new thing. Um, I've been trying to re-embrace my open sourceness. Uh, I've talked about this in the past. I kind of wavered from it a lot when we started our company because I really wanted to kind of start get things done. So I was willing to pay for services, but I, I've kind of I've kind of re-sparked uh, my wanting to do open source first. Uh, solutions and then make somebody, you know, kind of convince me not to do open source. We were in discord this week or last weekend over the weekend in discord. Somebody was in there. I, uh, I forget who Mike, I think it was Mike was in there talking about, um, wanting to replace uh one folder the microsoft basically like the dropbox for microsoft so we were having a conversation in, in discord a couple of people were contributing and like hey you know back in the day I, I i looked into uh i think it was called one cloud now it's called next cloud and it was a little janky but you know let, let me take another look at it and i've been using next cloud for like the, the last week first thing i'd forgotten next cloud was a php project like it's PHP there. The the interface is all PHP. Huh. Things like that. I, I I'm gonna I, I've got to start doing an inventory through um my uh, the DA Dev company and start looking at what we're not using open source and why we're not using it. Uh, Next Cloud led to a discussion around open project, which somebody in Discord uh, uses. I'm like, oh, you know, this is a you know one of these project management systems that's open source. And Nextcloud and Open Project, they have companies behind them. They have paid tiers that if I wanted to, I could pay. So that's the thing. It's like if I'm if I'm going to pay a t- pay for a service, why wouldn't I pay and support an open source company? Right. But more importantly, it's like with something like uh, Nextcloud, I love the idea of okay, I have complete control over the files now. Like I know everything's encrypted at rest because I it's my server. I log in. I can see that the files are encrypted at rest. There's no way for me to get to those files. And that security has just been feeling really good. I deployed it out on um, DigitalOcean. It was a snap. It, it was a snap install. I'm, I'm not saying that like figuratively. I wasn't saying it was a snap to install. It was snap install, I which is it. a package management system. Um. And I am, I am just, I'm just so thrilled with it. I, I put it on a small box, uh, which 
you know, I easily clobbered when I tried to like upload all my Dropbox to it. <laughs> it just kind of, it just kind of, you know, got down on its knees and said, "Please started, stop!" Started crying in the corner. <laughs> Why do you do but, this? But uh, I. I I, I don't know, man. I mean, I, I've forgotten how much I love that, like working with open source solutions yeah. through and through. And we, we, we don't, we're not too guilty of it. Uh, back to your VS Code thing and, and me starting to use Vim again. It's just something about it. Like I feel good about it. I, I, I mean, I, I think JetBrains does a lot for the community and I'm, oh, I'm yeah. not going to fault them. They, they employ yeah. Nikita Popov. So, I mean, just keep exactly. doing that. Just do that. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, but but there's something to be said about you know these these open source solutions out there. Not not using something. Not need, depending on something like Dropbox or or the Google uh, Docs or anything like that. And I don't know, man. I'm just enjoying it more and more. I I, I love. I love the open source community and, and how much they, they get done. Well, so, we're, and that, that's a great thing about being a CTO of your own company. You can just decide, hey, this stick. is what we're doing. Everybody has to listen to you. Yep. <laughs> um, we're winding down here. I want to throw out uh, just two news items. Nothing really to discuss, but uh, Yahoo and AOL are now owned by private businesses as Verizon is no longer in the media business. So... It turns out AOL and Yahoo still exist. I didn't That's really know that. Funny. Um, okay. And uh, one article: a Google engineer called out uh, Apple for pushing Safari and basically holding the entire web back. And boy, I couldn't agree with anything more. Like I keep running into Safari-related issues, and I just know it's like it's Apple's thing. But come on, like stop it with Safari. Stop. Like put in. The Chrome core, the Chromium core or something, just stop developing the stupid browser that's making everyone in development cry. It's always something wrong with Safari. So please, like, just please. <laughs> I got so I got so sad reading that article. Just like, come on, why are you why are they still doing this to us? <laughs> uh, besides that, that's all I've got. Well, so Ramsey, yeah. Ramsey got himself kicked out of the channel. Ramsey, Ramsey, Safari is <laughs> that that's what kicks him out. The that's, guy that's votes for me last as release manager, but you're you're okay with that. But the fact that he supports <laughs> Safari, that's that's your bottom line. That's yeah, no. that's where you draw the line in the sand. That's, un that's uncalled you for. Ass. I'm sure the committee um. will overturn it next week, but for now, no, <laughs> I can't have that. All right. We need to wrap it up anyways. I yeah. Think, I think we've had enough of a love fest. We've appreciated uh, appreciated our Discord a lot this, this year. I, 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 so much of my week was NextCloud and, and talking about getting involved with internals. And, and that, that all just comes from the discussions I'm having uh, on our Discord. So, again, I'm trying to get better at typing. And I'm trying to get better at speaking correctly. And fluently again. <laughs> See, uh, you, I, you've come in too late. Hello from Twitch. Hello, C. You know, for, for 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 the record, if I do stream uh, live code, I'm only going to do it on Twitch. I'm not going to do the whole no, YouTube, no. all that other stuff. I'm just, the question is, do I do it on the PHP Ugly account or do I do, create a separate account? Yeah. I think I'll just do it on the PHP Ugly. Yeah, or just uh, if the users out there want to see it, they they can search for uh, Ugly Hot Tub coding session ugly hot tub coding session i yeah. think we just got our title for the show <laughs> you do php well you're in the right place 
next next week you need to come oh, about boy. an hour earlier. And do I have I, say, I have uh, I have a story for you, but ugly, we'll have to get to that one after this. Ugly hot tub coding session. Ugly hot said, tub right? coding session. All right, thank you everybody for listening. I didn't even have Discord suggest titles this week. That's unfortunate. Oh good thing they running. didn't because uh the bot's not running. Yeah. That's that's awesome. Uh, let's see if we can fix that real fast. That that that's funny, by the way. Uh, again, an- another thing I try to do, I try to get our bot running on a serverless platform. Ooh, and uh, I I got it deployed. Um, but it, it kept like you know it wouldn't get like traffic for a while, and so it would shut down. I didn't want to run it on a server, but I might I might throw might throw them out on a server there. I don't know. I don't know, man. I got so many things I want to do. So many things I want to do. It's not even funny. It is funny because I'm terrible at all of them. I want to code, man. I'm gonna, I'm gonna get, I'm gonna do some seed coding, and I'm gonna, you're gonna see, you're gonna see me patching bugs. That's my thing. I, want, I, I can't think of like any new feature to add P, to PHP. I'm not there. I'm not that person. I Just see the discussions. Start writing an open source CMS. We need but one. No, I want to do. I want. I, I want to do. I want to get in there, man. I want to touch. I want to touch all the bits, all the like insides. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. Randy's all right. Flaunting his money. He's flaunting his release manager money again. Look at him. Ugh. I see. I see where. I see where this is going. Ramsey, go. Go to your DMs, man. I'm trying. I'm trying to get your help. All right, is that it? Are we done? That's it. We're uh, finished. Thank Episode you, everybody, for listening. Thirty-five is in the book. Thanks to all our Patreons. I'm Eric. I'm Tom. Keep, Keep it, it ugly. ugly. One, two, one, two. Ah, uh, coming off the top. Y'all know how we do. Listen, I'ma drop a freestyle you can cherish. I'ma send a shout out to the host named Eric. Yo, he's never on some average shit. You know, Eric, he stays loud and passionate. I'm about to break it down for y'all with the clever song. Yo, shout the host name Thomas, cause he's never wrong. Yo, shout to John. You know that he's smart and quiet. Unlike my freestyles, which cause a riot. I'm about to do it like this, cause the people. People love me. Shouts out to PHP, the ugly. It's called ugly because it's not professional. But I'm about to come through and bless it with style. So let's do it when I'm spitting. I perfume the room. Yo, the segment of the show is called Doom and Gloom. That came from Thomas. Yeah, can nobody go beyond this? I get the mic and then I'm about to keep it like a promise. Yeah, and y'all know we fill them up with anguish. We talking about the PHP, the programming language. About to break it down, no exaggeration. What do y'all do for a living? Well, applications okay i can dig it my words spray tight uh they're getting together on the thursday nights yeah when it comes to rhyming you can call me the new dude i spew true lyrics while y'all broadcast on youtube so let's get it you know my lyrics are major all up in the comments they got plenty of haters but they doing what they doing keep it ugly we ending every show with the saying it's lovely let's go yeah come on hey